GateWorld.net exclusive interviews. Brad Greenquist. This is David Reed for GateWorld.net talking with Brad Greenquist. Brad, thanks for chatting. Oh, thank you for having me, David. It's How you a pleasure doing? being here. How you doing? Good. Good. Um, mainly, I just wanted to start off here. I've seen you, I personally have seen you in several episodes of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And then you came along for Stargate in an episode called Resurrection. What attracts you to science fiction roles? Well, you know, um, I don't, I don't particularly go out seeking them out, uh, but they, they kind of come to me, um, and I'm lucky in, in that respect. Uh, uh, they're fun because, um, because you can do just about anything you want. You know, from an actor's perspective, you, you, as long as there's some truth to it, you can. Uh, express yourself in pretty wacky ways. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a wide range that you can play with. Um, and that's that's a lot of fun for an actor. And it's especially true of the, you know, when you play an alien with a lot of the alien makeup, you can really, uh, really go to town with it and uh, nothing is too much, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, with someone like Kessler in um, Stargate, uh, you know, of course, it wasn't the alien deal, so mm-hmm. I had to be a bit more... Uh, Realistic, but even there, it was—it's uh, a lot of fun because you're dealing a bit with fantasy, right. you know. So as long as you're grounded in the truth, you can you you can play around with that as much as you want. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Do you like working with the alien makeup? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I've done so much of it, sitting in that makeup chair for you know five hours, getting the stuff put on, and then you know, an hour or two to get the stuff taken off. It, yeah. it, it makes for very long days, and it's very uh, taxing physically to have uh, a lot of makeup on your face, especially where your skin is is, um, is covered entirely, you know, for like a 14-hour shooting day. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very, very draining and very, very difficult. Often your ears are covered and you can't hear anything, uh, and so it's difficult to know when it's your turn to talk, <laughs> for example. <laughs> Uh, it's real hard. It's uh, it's fun in that you can do anything, but wearing the stuff and getting it put on the first time it's fun, but then it it gets kind of uh, it, it becomes drudgery, you know. So Kepler must have been ideal. <laughs> oh yeah, it was terrific. You know, Kepler was great. There wasn't uh, any big makeup stuff. I didn't have to move around much. I was sitting at that table. <laughs> the whole time. Just smoking along, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it was fun, you know. I could really just concentrate on on my acting, on what was going on in the scene, you know. How did you uh, How did you win the role of Kepler? Well, I just, you know, I just went into the audition, and um, uh, it was for the casting director, and it was put on tape, and then they send the tape, the audition tape, up to Vancouver, where it was mm-hmm. shot, mm-hmm. Uh, for the director and producers. And uh, you know, I just happened to do something that everybody liked. That's all. Uh, nothing special. It's it's how we all get roles. Uh, is you know we just audition and and by the luck of the draw, uh, what I did happened to to uh, uh, fit with what they were looking for. You know, mm. no magic uh, no magic uh, wand there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gateworld's episode guide. It opens with uh, our our episode guide opens this episode including the words. Ruthless scientist. Would you describe this character as ruthless? Uh, no, no, not at all. Um, that's the way he's. It, it's an interesting script because that's the way he has to be portrayed at the beginning through the eyes of the uh, the Stargate uh, crew. Right. You know, uh, 
they see this this real evil guy. But if you listen carefully, you see that no, it's he's just being very he's very, being very uh, practical and logical, and uh, he's trying to save millions or billions of people mm. by doing this experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that he's selfless, though. He has a lot of self-interest in it, and that's the only uh, mean streak in the guy. He's not ruthless. He's simply a scientist conducting an experiment. Mm. What makes him come across as ruthless is that the experiment is a human being uh, that, that the viewers get to know. Mm. You know, and it becomes a personal thing then. But you don't get to know the billions of people he's actually trying to save. You know what I mean? Right. So you don't agree with Anna regarding the darkness in his heart? Well, that's her point of view. Okay. And of course she would she would see that because she's being she's being tortured. Right. Um, the experiment. From Keffler's point of view, he needs to to get at this uh you know the the information of this alien species in their DNA, and that's it's one way he's figured out how to do that. And he's very logical, and he's it's unfortunate that it it you know causes her such pain. Um, but he's uh, she is his experiment, and it's it's kind of cold-hearted, you know. Uh, but. I didn't, you know, I never approached it as some ruthless guy or mm. even as an evil guy or, or a villain mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just a scientist conducting an experiment. Man on a mission. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, and, and he did he did create her with a built-in kill switch, so I guess yeah. there is a no. little bit of, of care there. Yeah, a little sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if things get too rough, I can push this little button. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, how did you get inside this character? Um, boy, I don't know. It's just some kind of magic, <laughs> quite <laughs> frankly. I really don't know. Uh, um, it, it was, uh, you know, the, the, the script was kind of wordy and kind of philosophical. And, um, and the words just struck me in this way. Well, you know, if the guy just talks and sometimes talks, uh, he'll be talking to somebody, explaining something, but then go off on his own thing, as if he's as if he's constantly playing a chess game, and he's about twenty moves ahead of everybody else. You know, yeah. and sometimes he's playing these moves through his head, and he's saying them um, either to himself or to confuse everyone else or to give them clues. You know, mm. everyone is a little—it's all a little game for him. You know. And that's how I approached it. It was kind of a, a, a chess game that um, where he's just way ahead of everybody else. And kind he of loves, enjoying it. Huh? <laughs> kind of enjoying it. Oh, he loves, yeah, and he loves throwing these little clues out. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't really deceive anybody. He just misleads people, and it's kind of fun, you know. He baits them into, into making the wrong moves. That must have been a ball to play. Oh, it's great fun. <laughs> it's terrific fun, you know, um, because the guy doesn't really uh, take any of it too seriously either, you know, the, mm-hmm. the character. Um, so that that's, uh, yeah, it was great fun. I had a wonderful time. Your performance has Hannibal Lecter written all over it. And even in the, in the script, it says, it mentions Dr. Lecter's name. 
Did Anthony Hopkins' performance strengthen the direction you wanted to take with this role? No, 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 not directly. I didn't even think of it. Really? Um, uh, I think somebody on the set mentioned it, and, and I thought, oh, yeah, it's kind of funny, it's similar, and, and just laughed about it and forgot about it. Um, but, you know, uh, um, Anthony Hopkins' uh, performance in Silence of the Lambs also had, you know, um, uh, was was it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But, you know, th th we're all doing kind of versions of Peter Lorre, really. Okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. Uh, and this, this kind of uh, soft-spoken, brilliant uh, uh, scientist type has been around since, you know, since forever. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think any of, any of it's so original, really. Uh, <laughs> You're right. You know, we just all come up with our own versions of Peter Lorre, really. <laughs> mm. Sure. Yeah. Tell us something you found tantalizing about this role. Well, just the joy, the, the fun that this guy has in, in, in playing with people, you know. Um, that's what really was the most enjoyable, just the, the, the wordplay and the, the, you know, throwing everyone off the track or on the track and, and all of that, you know. Yeah. Um, that's really where, where all the joy of it was for me, you know, and it was great fun. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you looked like you had a blast. Yeah. Tell us about your experiences with the cast. Oh well, um, you know most of my most of my scenes were either with Amanda or um, with Peter Fleming, who was uh, I guess he's a, a recurring on the show. I'm not sure. I guess he's star. appeared a couple of times before. Yeah, and um, so most of my scenes were with the two of them in that room, and oh, they were just wonderful to work with. Really wonderful to work with because uh, they were always right there, whether. Whether it was um, whether we were all on camera or if they were off camera and it was my close-up, you know, they were right there. Um, they didn't just throw line readings at me at all for my close-ups. They, mm. you know, really did the scene. Mm. Uh, and so it was a very, very good feeling amongst us of a, of a real ensemble, you know. Uh -huh. um, and also working with, uh, I had one little scene with, with Michael Shanks, who was also the writer. Um, uh, and he's, he's great fun. He was so distracted, but it was terrific. Um, uh, you know, because then when we were shooting, he was like, right there, right there. And then with Kristen, uh, with Kristen was kind of funny. You know, she played um, Anna, and she, she was, my scenes with her, she was mostly in this box, box. this glass box. <laughs> so that we had that separating us, uh, plus the fact that she was kind of in these two other worlds that separating us, mm -hmm. which was all very interesting, you know, because she was so removed from me, uh, which gave a very interesting conflict for the scene, for me to play, you know, all these levels of removement and trying to get at her, you know. Right. Um, but, I, you know, the, the cast was terrific, uh, really terrific, great fun to work with. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's an actor's dream to work with people like that. Mm. What were your feelings playing a character from someone's first attempt at writing a Stargate episode? You know, I had no idea it was his first attempt. Really? <laughs> no, I, I had no idea. I couldn't tell, you know. Um, but also, you know, I'm an actor. I'm not a script analyst. You know, I, <laughs> I, I take whatever's given to me, and, and my job is to bring it to life, uh, not to judge it, you know. Hmm. So I only found out... You know, after a few days of shooting, that that it was his first script.
script, uh, and I was quite impressed by it. Uh, and I think he did a great job. You know, it's not easy writing for episodic television. It's very difficult because you have to follow a very strict structural pattern, and you, it has to be timed exactly for the commercials and all that. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not easy. You got to get out a lot of information, especially in the science fiction stuff, in a short period of time. Right. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, we uh, we were very impressed with the show, all of us at Gate World here, and yeah, it was very very enjoyable episode. So. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I you know I I I can't tell that it's a first writing ep uh, uh, effort at all. Uh, he did a, he did a wonderful job. You just recently saw the episode yourself. What yeah, you yeah. <laughs> I missed it when it aired, but they <laughs> sent me a tape. So what did you think of it as, as a whole? Uh, oh, I thought it was great fun. I can't really look at it uh, objectively, because, you know, as soon as I see a scene, I think about the day and what we were doing and right. all that. So it's a little hard to, you know, to fully dive into it. Um, but uh, I thought it came off wonderfully. I, I thought it was terrific. Um, I thought Amanda did a wonderful job directing it. Uh, she was she was terrific to work with, you know. It's it's uh, as an actor, you always think that oh, if another actor is directing something, they may try to you know manipulate your performance a lot. But actually, what I've found is when actors are directing, they they tend to leave the other actors alone, mm. uh, you know, out of respect. And that's Amanda did that, and you know, sometimes she'd give me adjustments which were wonderful wonderful adjustments um and otherwise she'd you know she wouldn't tamper with it too much which is something i personally really like <laughs> it leaves room for you to make your performance what you want to make it yeah and if i go too far off course you know she would say uh brad bring it back this way a little bit or take <laughs> it over that way a little bit which you know all actors need we do need some direction right um but as little as possible in my case is what i prefer you know mm -hmm. um so I, I thought I thought the episode was very good. Uh, I haven't watched m uh, many episodes of the show, so I don't have a lot to compare it with. But uh, I thought it was terrific. Were you pleased with the care put into producing the show? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a very good crew, very good cast, um, and very uh, somehow on the set there was a very relaxed atmosphere, um, and that's really important uh, for an actor. And I think for everybody. And generally, that atmosphere is generated by the, well, in television, by the director and the producers. Mm. You know, they can either create a real tense uh, atmosphere or a really relaxed atmosphere. And on this one, they create a really relaxed atmosphere, which, which uh, gives an environment where the actors and the crew can all do their best work. Right. Must have been you know? easier to work in. Yeah. Right. And then, and it's much more efficient, much more efficient when things are relaxed, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes on big budget films, things can get really tense because so much money is involved. And that tends to slow things down. And the really good directors uh, know how to create a very calm, uh, easy set atmosphere, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and Amanda, I don't know if she was doing that consciously or not, but her personality is just like that. So, you know, <laughs> her and Michael Greenberg, one of the producers, and the, the rest of the producers, they were all very um, very kind, very gentle, very soft-spoken, and, and, you know, everyone was able to do their best work. Right. Yeah, well, it definitely came through in the performances. Ah, thank you. <laughs>
Do you believe Kepler's end is fitting? Um, no, I didn't want him to get get killed because I wanted to come back. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's the problem with building a career on bad guys. I always get killed off at the end of the episode, so <laughs> they can't bring me back. You know, um, I I no, I would have preferred that he was um, he would have been captured and uh, you know prison. hauled off to to the pokey or something, <laughs> or, or you know become an experiment himself, where where you know. The good guys were were examining him, you know. That would have been kind of interesting, uh, but you know, this, this is the way it was. So I got shot up, and I think that's satisfying for the audience. That that you know, some a person that is kind of uh, seen as evil is is you know defeated in the end, mm. once and for all. But I don't know. Um, killing off the bad guys, I don't think is ever really a uh, fitting solution. Well, this is sci-fi, so you yeah, never know. Yeah, you got to satisfy the genre, you know. <laughs> so, and you know, maybe I can come back. Maybe you know, I had one of those little chips inside of me too that I can, like, you know, in reverse, <laughs> I can like uh, repair myself and <laughs> come back to life. <laughs> Anything can happen, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Were there any moments of humor on the set that you recall fondly? Um, there was a there was a big. Uh, I don't think this was funny for anyone else, but there was a big controversy about my, um, my, the bullet holes in my, uh, costume at the end after I'm shot. <laughs> it was um, pretty bloody. <laughs> yeah, and the costumer did it one way, and then somebody on the set said, oh, that's not, that doesn't look like gunshots, it should be blah, 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 and they got into it a little bit, and, and, you know, I just said, you know, it doesn't matter, it's going to be so quick, you're not going to see it. I mean, you didn't see any of the gun. The, the bullet holes no. in my costume. No. <laughs> um, so, you know, there was a lot of stuff every day, these little things like that, you know. Sure. As I said, it wasn't a very tense set. It was very easygoing, so everyone right. uh, was able to have fun. You know, and that comes across, I think. Oh, yes, it does. In the show, yeah. Do you have any projects in the works you'd uh, like Gate World readers to keep an eye out for? Well, I don't have any science fiction stuff coming up. Uh, I hope it's not too long before I have another one because there's so much fun. Right. Um, I did work on a film, a low budget, a low budget uh, spoof of a of low budget kung fu movies. <laughs> it's called Eighteen Fingers of Death, and it's great fun. I, I have a little cameo in that where I play a, a German film producer. <laughs> and it's great fun, you know. It, it's the script is hilarious. I hope it. I haven't seen it yet. I think they're still editing. I hope it. Um, it comes across on film as as hilarious as it did on uh, on paper. You know. Well, we're going to um, have to look that up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they have a dis distributor yet or not. But that again was great fun to work on because it was you know it was a spoof, so you could do anything. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> so that's all I've got in the works right now. Well, Brad, uh, thanks again for taking time to talk with us and. Uh, we hope you return to Stargate in the future. <laughs> okay, well, I'll do my best to get back on the show, all right? <laughs> GateWorld.net, your complete guide to Stargate.